Thank you for tuning in to the Asking God Why podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. This podcast approaches the Bible with the question, why? Let's look at the Bible to answer life's questions. Here is your host, Jameson Stewart. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Asking God Why. In this episode, we are asking the question, why is forgiveness so important to Jesus? And we'll be looking at Matthew chapter 18. The theme for the book of Matthew, we're asking, the question that we're asking throughout this book is, why is Jesus the Christ? Today, specifically looking at Matthew chapter 18, why does forgiveness matter to him? First of all, in looking at Matthew 18, 1 through 4, if you've got your Bible and follow along with me, if you don't, then uh, then I'm going to be hitting a lot of these passages. Why is forgiveness so important to Jesus? Because forgiveness requires humility, a quality that Jesus exemplified throughout his life. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Now, they knew that the Messiah coming meant there was going to be a kingdom. And they were thinking about a kingdom, much like we think about a kingdom today. You know, we have kind of the, the, the person in charge. We have our president. As of the time I'm recording this, the president of the United States is President Joe Biden. We understand he's the leader, and he has his cabinet, and he has his vice president, and all these people. And it's kind of, you know, you have the top of the chain, the top of the ladder, so to speak, and it kind of comes down from there. And so... That's how the disciples were used to thinking of a kingdom. They thought about Caesar, the head of a kingdom. Jesus, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And what Jesus does is so unexpected for them and for us as well. In the kingdom of heaven, he says, the ones who are converted and become as little children, they will be the one who enter the kingdom of heaven. And the ones who humble themselves as the little child, they are the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. I've heard it before, and you probably have too. The way up in Jesus' kingdom is down. The way up is down. The one who humbles themselves, lowers themselves, Jesus said they are the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Now, this chapter deals with forgiveness. And this is something that we're going to build up to. Why is forgiveness so important to Jesus? Well, because forgiveness requires humility, something that is required of citizens in Jesus' kingdom. Why is forgiveness so important to Jesus? Our next few verses, verse 5 through 9, because forgiveness understands the seriousness of sin. Forgiveness understands how serious sin is. Jesus says, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, 
It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe to the world because of offenses, for offenses must come, but woe to that man by whom the offense comes. If your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. It is better for you to enter into life lame or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into the everlasting fire. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. It is better for you to enter into life with one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire. Forgiveness understands. Jesus then emphasizes the seriousness of sin, and here specifically, causing someone else to sin. First, recognizing the seriousness of causing someone else to stumble, causing someone else to sin, and then looking at ourselves and the seriousness of sin in our own lives. Forgiveness is so important to Jesus because forgiveness requires humility. Forgiveness also understands sin is a serious problem. Sin is so serious that it can keep us out of heaven. It can keep us out of the kingdom of God. It's an important thing, and forgiveness understands how serious sin is. The next few verses, verse 10 through verse 14, why is forgiveness so important to Jesus? Because forgiveness aligns with the will of God. Forgiveness lines up with God's will. Jesus then says, take heed, be careful that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. What do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is straying? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the ninety-nine that did not go astray. Even so, it is not the will of your Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. Forgiveness aligns with the will of God. The will of God, the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. The will of God is that not even one should perish. Now, there will be those who perish, who are lost, but it is not God's will. God does not want anyone to be lost. One passage in addition to where we are here in Matthew that mentions that is 2 Peter 3, verse 9. God is long-suffering, not wanting any to perish, but that all should come to repentance. Forgiveness, is a lot, forgiveness aligns with the will of God, and it understands that God does not want anyone, me, or anyone else to be lost. But we have to deal with sin first. Forgiveness aligns with the will of God. Verse 15 through verse 20, why is forgiveness so important to Jesus? Because not only does forgiveness align with the will of God, but forgiveness seeks after the will of God. It doesn't just want what God wants, but it then puts that into action. Jesus says, Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. But if he will not hear, 
Take with you one or two more, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses even to hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Jesus then talks about not just wanting what God wants, not just aligning our will with the will of God, but then putting that into action. He says, if your brother sins against you, this is going to take humility on our part. We have to understand how serious this is, and we've got to line ourselves up with God's will. If your brother sins against you, then you go by yourself and have a discussion with him. Tell him his fault between you and him alone. And hey, Jesus says, if he hears you, if he listens to you, and then, and then basically what's implied here, he heals you, hears you and he deals with that, that sin, he repents of that, then you've gained your brother. The issue's over. No need to discuss it further. But if he will not hear you, then what you do is after you've already gone to him once, then you go with one or two others so that there's witnesses, and then they go with you. They hear this. They also urge this brother, hey, you need to make this right. And if he refuses to hear them at that point, then tell it to the church. And then what happens is everyone, because everyone understands the seriousness of sin in his life and he could lose his soul, we all go out after this one soul that's wandered away from the other 99, try to bring him back. And even after all of that time and all of that effort trying to bring this person back, if he refuses to hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. And even the point of that is to try and get him to see the seriousness of sin in his life and to bring him back. Forgiveness seeks after the will of God. And God's will is that not even one should perish. So what we have to do, we have to have our attitudes right. We have to, we have to be humble. We have to it requires humility on our part. It also takes a, a certain degree of knowledge. We have to understand how serious sin is. Sin can cause someone, sin in someone's life will cause someone to lose their soul eternally. That's a serious thing. And we know that God does not want them to be lost. We don't want that either. So then we need to put ourselves into action and do what we can do to bring this one lost person back to the fold, back to God. And after all this, why is forgiveness so important to Jesus? Jesus ends this chapter, after going through all that we've gone through, he ends this chapter by telling us what's often called the parable of the unforgiving servant. After hearing all that Jesus has said, Peter comes to him and says, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times. Peter's been paying attention. Peter has been listening, and Peter understands, you know, Lord, the process you've just laid out, that's a whole lot of time and work and effort. 
how many times should I do that? Should I do it up to seven times? You know, that, that, that's, that seven is a number that represents completeness, perfection. That seems plenty. Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Basically, completion times completion. No, Peter, you go above and beyond what you even thought was enough. And when it comes to forgiving others. And then he tells this parable to really put it in perspective for us. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents, lifetimes of pay. Think about what you make in, you know, if you were to take what you're making right now and say maybe, you know, do the math, what would you make in a lifetime? Okay, th- these, these 10,000 talents are multiple, multiple lifetimes of pay. This fellow was never going to be able to repay this, is the point. But as he was not able to pay, understandably so, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me and I will pay you all, something he could not do. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him the debt. But that servant went out, and he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. Instead of lifetimes of pay, this was a hundred days' worth of pay. Uh, You know, three to four months' worth of pay. Still, you think about what you make, that's not an insignificant amount But when you compare three to four months' worth of pay with multiplied lifetimes of pay, this is such a small thing in comparison to what this man had just been forgiven of. And he laid hands on him, took him by the throat, saying, pay me what you owe. So that fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, see if this sounds familiar, saying, have patience with me and I will pay you all. Same thing that first servant had said to the king. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what he had done, they were very grieved, and they were very upset, and they came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. Here is the conclusion. Here is the point of this parable. Jesus says, So my heavenly Father also will do to you if each of you from his heart In other words, it's not just going through the motions, but you really and truly, if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. How, why is forgiveness so important to Jesus? Because if we do not forgive others, God will not forgive us. If we hold grudges, Do not expect to show up on the day of judgment 
and to hear God welcome you into heaven. Jesus has told us as plain as day here, if you do not forgive people who come and who have wronged you, who have sinned against you, and who ask for your forgiveness, if you do not forgive them, God will not forgive you. He will not forgive me. This is a serious thing. Forgiveness is so important to Jesus. It requires humility. It requires us understanding how serious sin is. It, 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 forgiveness aligns to the will of God, and forgiveness seeks after the will of God. And then, in the parable of the unforgiving servant, we realize how much we have been forgiven and the consequences if we do not forgive as well. I appreciate you studying along with me in this episode. Uh, May God bless you. I hope you'll continue to study along with us. Check out some of the other podcasts on the Scattered Abroad Network. I hope you take care. Uh, And as always, stay curious. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.